there's this group that kind of hangs out in front of our office and um, a very geeky group. Like they're um, they're constantly talking about Dungeons and Dragons and and or uh, Magic the Gathering or something. And anyway, so I'm I'm working on this. I'm working in this this shelving uh, area, and I can kind of just halfway hear their conversation. I'm really not paying that close attention to it. And I hear them talking something about designing a spell to do something or another. And I'm like, okay, they must be doing D&D or, or, or maybe magic or something. And I go on and I do something else. And I come back, and the next thing the one boy asks the other boy is, oh, hey, man, what, what is your safe word? And he's like, what? He's like, you know, like, if you're, like, you know, getting really intense with a chick, like, what's your safe word? What? Oh, a little young for that. <laughs> and and now, remember, I'm in high school. Now, here's my thought process. <clears throat> my 20-year uh, uh, high school reunion is coming up here in a couple weeks. So, you know, it's been 20 years since I've been out of high school. Um, I haven't dated in 15, some odd years or whatever. Um but I'm just thinking, I, I, who knows? The landscape may have totally changed. No, it's not that different. It's not. <laughs> but I'm just thinking, dude, if, if your conversation immediately went from designing spells for Dungeons & Dragons, oh my God, to a think, safe word. I don't think a safe word is, is really on your priority though. list, dude. That's, <laughs> Good for you for being safe, but... <laughs> I told you, Gene, I said he's going to get within six inches of that girl and go, pineapple, pineapple, he's going to run away. <laughs> You're listening to the Epically Geeky Show, a place for all things geeky. Welcome back to Epic Geeky Show, episode number 39. I am, I am your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Uh, tonight's opening question is, if you had to stay in a hotel and you were told that one of the rooms is haunted, would you take it? Yes or no, Lainey? What are the rates like? Same rates. Am I staying in the you haunted sta- room? You, no, you are staying in the hotel and they go, oh, by the way, room 1313 is haunted. It's open tonight. Would you like it? No. No. No, I really, okay, I love ghosts. I love ghost stories. I love the stories behind it. But, and I would love to have my own ghost experience. I really would. But I don't want it, I want it to be organic. I don't want to be shoved into it like that. Because then, what the hell is the point? I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to keep all the lights on. Because God knows I'm probably by myself. I just can't. It's too much pressure. I don't think I could perform or the ghost could perform that evening. So it just wouldn't be worth it. Gotcha. Cyrus, uh, would you stay in the haunted room or not? Well, <clears throat> I don't, while I don't believe in ghosts, I do believe in Alfred Hitchcock. So I'm pretty sure it's not really haunted, but that doesn't mean that people don't believe it's haunted. And if somebody at the desk is like, you know, that room's haunted, I'm going to be like, oh, okay, well, I definitely won't take that room because you know that it's haunted and you know that I'm going to be in that room and I don't know who you are. So (laughs) (laughs) that's a a good way to look at it. Chris, uh, where do you come down on this? Oh, no, I'm not staying there. (laughs) Chris and I are going to go down the street. Down the street or, or just I'll keep driving. Yep where I need to go. I'm not, no, I'll, in my mind will just go into overdrive and every little sound will be something yes. and I will sleep with the lights on and, and, uh, yeah, I'll just over, 
be overdramatic about the whole thing and just freak yeah. out and psych myself out. Can I have my deposit back? <laughs> yes. Interesting. I am leaving good luck to you. In there your you go. My credit card. Thank you. Yeah. We have two special guests this evening. Uh, Laura Howe is joining us. Laura, where would you uh, would you sleep in the haunted room or not? Mm, no, I'm too big <laughs> of a scaredy cat, and you know it's kind of like when um, I have experienced some supernatural stuff, I guess, and so, but it's I haven't like tempted the fate. So if I know something's haunted, mm-mm, nope, keeping my distance. No, thank you, and go along my merry way. So, no. Oh, no. I would be sleeping with the lights on and everything, and I wouldn't get sleep. So, yeah, that's a big hell no for me. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, Eric Afferback, uh, where, where do you come down on this one? Would you stay in the haunted room? I, ironically, I feel a little outcast in this situation because me and a friend are actually going on vacation next month, and we're going to Louisiana, and we're purposely trying to find a haunted place. Wow. wow. Oh, that's, that's not hard in Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. No. Pull, over, pull over the side of the road. The first house you come yeah. to, you'll be all right. Spit and find one. That's it. Yeah, that's kind of where it. Very well. Obviously, your answer is yes. Um, I'm gonna. Well, except for your dissenting. Uh, uh, I, yeah, I, 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 I'm. I wouldn't say no. Now, it also depends on. Like, I would love to do what you're talking about. I would love to go on a trip like that with other people and be like, okay, we're not trying to get sleep per se tonight. That We're just wanting to see if we just kind of, you know, stay in this room, see if anything happens. Yeah, am I with two other people? That would be fine. Are we looking for something? No, we're just talking fine. about normal, just run of the Now, if it is just normal, run of the mill, hey, I'm staying here over the night, I'd be like, no, I really need sleep. And I'm like, y'all, I'd be like, no, I'd want to leave lights on or, or off or, yeah, I, I don't think I could do it. I'd be like, screw that. So, um. Our tonight, our, uh, our opening question actually uh, hints at our topic tonight. Of course, if you listen to the podcast, you probably read the title and know exactly me? what it is. Um, <laughs> and that is personal ghost stories. Now, the reason why we have two special guests on tonight is because um, most of the uh, most of the group this evening has had some kind of a paranormal uh, incident, or wants to have a paranormal, incident. or wants to have a paranormal incident. Um, but that being said, so uh, we're going to just kind of share some of our personal stories, some of the things that we've had happen to us. Um, and then, uh, you know, if anyone wants to chime in with any questions or anything, uh, you know, please feel free to do that. Um, so I'll just get open up to open up the floor. Would anyone like to go first? All right. <laughs> I'll go first. <laughs> Look at all the kids. Right? Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, all right. Okay. So uh, my personal ghost story is. Um, uh, years ago, once I got out of high school, the first job that I got was at a little movie theater uh, in here in Colleen, Texas. Unfortunately, it's no longer here. It physically was uh, by the mall. It was a Cinema 4. It was just had four small theaters to it. Um, the other theater at the time was was closer to downtown, uh, and it was like a big tenplex. So, I mean, that's like where all the big stuff went. We were kind of more so the smaller movies or uh, even sometimes the second-run stuff. Um, but I got a job there and it was, a, it was a good job. Lewis, uh, actually is the one that got me the job there. He started there and he's like, Hey man, you, you know, this is an awesome job. There's some really cool people here. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. So I got the job there and, um, I was a doorman, which basically meant my, my job was like, uh, taking tickets, uh, cleaning up the movie theaters and then like, you know, keeping the lobby clean. Um, so that was the, the pretty much my job, at least at first, before the theater got bought out by a large company, and then that all changed. But that's—I'm I'm not here to tell that part of the story. <laughs> um, 
So anyway, <clears throat> the people that I worked with uh, mostly were most of them were high school students. Uh, the head doorman, on the other hand, um, was a teacher at one of the uh, middle schools there. Um, a guy's name is Dale Signs. Awesome guy. I love Dale to death. Um, Dale used to screw around with his seventh grade students all the time. Like he he put up. This is before phones had like a Z on the telephone when it was normally printed or a Q. And he'd put up things like you know Aggie, you know hotline, you know, homework hotline or whatever he'd put up there. And of course he spelled it out or whatever. And the kids would come back and be like, Mr. Science, I can't, I can't do that on the phone. Of course, you know, he thought it was hilarious, but Dale was an awesome guy. Anyway. So I worked at this little movie theater and in the evenings, the people in the concession stand would clean up, close up, head out. Um, and it was pretty much just like the assistant manager, if they were still counting money, they would still be there. But sometimes even they would leave early. And then it was pretty much just the doorman and the uh, the projectionist. And on big weekends, we'd have more than one doorman going, and then we'd have the projectionist or whatever. <clears throat> so anyway, one of the, the unspoken rules to working at this place was we did not tell any new people that it was haunted. Mm. We wanted it to be uh, an organic experience. You're welcome for that. Thing. Yeah. So um, – I'm trying to remember what even I, – I don't remember what my first experience there was that caused me to ask questions. And I was like, hey, I had something really funny happening last night. And they're like, okay, well, now we can – but now we can tell you. So anyway, the three experiences that I remember, the the, the clearest – and Lew, I wish Lewis was on this episode because he can – number one, he can validate everything I'm telling you. But number two, he has his own experiences as well. But um, the three experiences that I had um, – and this, the one happened several times, and it was at night, right as the last, you know, as the showings are, everyone's leaving. We have to go check the theaters. We have to make sure everyone's out of the theater. And then we had to go down to the emergency exit doors that are usually, you know, near the bottom of the theater and just kind of hit them real quick to make sure no one had them, like, propped open so they could, like, you know, get back in in the evening or whatever. So I'd be walking down the theater, and it didn't happen every night. It happened randomly but you would just get this super cold feeling and all of the hairs on your body would just stand on end and you would literally just be like, and you would run as quick as you could hit that door and then run back. Um, now, yes, if you're being, you know, a, a, uh, maybe someone who doesn't believe in, in the paranormal, you'd probably like, well, it's probably just the air conditioner. That's lots of, th lots of things that could happen. I understand that one. That's why th that's the weakest of the three. Um, but I had that happen to me several times, and it is a super eerie feeling. The more distinct ones was I was sitting there. It was the last showing of the night, and I'm sitting there with uh, with Dale, the head doorman. And the the theater, the main lobby of the theater was kind of shaped like an L in that you, you came in on one part of the L. There was a concession stand. You went to where the L turns, and that's where you would go to the actual theaters. Well, we were sitting there right at there where the, the bend would be. And we're just sitting there just kind of chatting, talking about whatever, you know. And um, uh, we're waiting for the last theater to, to – the last showing to, uh, to end up. And the the trash cans that have the, the tops that kind of flip back and forth, it looks like someone punched it as hard as they could because it just starts spinning around going <laughs> – and it's a good 10 to 15 feet away from Dale and I, and there is no one else in the room. There's no one else that's come out of the theater. There is nothing that could have hit this thing and caused it to flip out. So Dale and I looked at each other, immediately stood up and walked to the other end of the lobby oh and sat God. down and waited for the theater to 
finally let out, and then we're like, all right, we're out of here. Um, so yeah, that was like, like I said, I experienced that with someone else that was like, you know, really, really kind of eerie. The last one was, um, we also had this really cool, uh, projectionist. Um, we called him, uh, payday Renee. Renee worked, <laughs> Renee worked like seven jobs. Like he like delivered newspapers. He would like make really cheap sandwiches and like sell them to like construction workers. And like he did everything he could to make money. Uh, he was an awesome guy, Payday Renee. Um, Renee also had eagle eyes. Like this man could be in the projection booth and like see stuff down on the floor in in the actual uh, uh, auditoriums that we'd have to actually go down and look at. Well, anyway, it's it's nearing the last project, you know, the last show of the evening. We're waiting for it to show up. I go into the theater and uh, make sure no one was in there. Walked back out in the lobby, and I hear this loud pounding on the ceiling tiles above me. And what it sounds like is uh, those large uh, dividers, you know, the rope dividers that they often put up. It sounds like someone is taking one of those and just like banging it on the ground. And I'm like, what the hell is Renee doing? So because it was quicker, I walked back into that theater, turn, you know, walked about halfway down, turned around and shouted up at the projection booth, Renee, what is going on, man? What are you doing up there? And Renee stands up about four aisles down from me where he had seen someone dropped a $10 bill from the projection booth and went down to go get it. And he's like, I thought that was you, man. I was about to come in the lobby and ask you what you were doing. And I looked at Renee and he looked at me and he said, fuck that. The projection projector just turned itself off. I'm not going back up there tonight. <laughs> um, so yeah, we waited for the last movie to end and hit the back door and then walked out and what, you know, it was like, but I had heard stories that there was at least one assistant manager uh, she was in the uh, up in the office counting money and saw something walk by the door and proceeded like literally left. Called the manager and said, "Fuck you! I'm never coming back. I am never going back to that theater again." And like she never did. She never returned. She didn't even want her last paycheck. It scared her that bad. Wow. Um. Wow. Yeah, I don't know place. what it was. She never really said. Like I said, but I also heard that secondhand from people who worked there, but most of the other people who worked there also had their own experience. So, you know, we took it as, we took it for, you know, for being real. I mean, it, people don't usually work a job for, you know, a week and then say, you know, just drop their keys and refuse to come back even for their final paycheck. You know, usually some shit has happened that that would, you know, cause that. So, um, and then just on a side note, since I've got the, the mic as it is right now, um, <laughs> My parents actually have actually had an experience as well. Uh, living here in Colleen, uh, Colleen has actually grown a lot in the last couple of decades. Uh, but it was mostly field and I actually make fun of my mom about this all the time. Of course, what's sad is now that I'm getting older, I find myself saying that as well. Like, I remember when that was just a field and I'm just like, God, I'm old. Um, but, um, her and my father were, and what's funny is, is they're divorced. Um, they're pretty civil to each other. Uh, they still kind of snipe at each other back and forth like divorced people will do. But um, this is one of those things that like you can corner them and they will both uh, tell the exact same story and, and never, you know, never, never cut each other down on it. Um, they were walking to a friend's house and look off into a field and see what appears to be a Confederate soldier on a horse that is somewhat transparent and when it turns to look at them and starts riding towards them, they both hit a dead sprint. And like I said, to this day, they will tell the exact same story. They never 
falter on it. They've never changed any of the details. Um, you know, I, 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 I really believe they will go to their graves and, and insist that this happened to both of them. So, um, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's the personal ghost stories that I have, I have had and then run into. Uh, my wife has had something, but, uh, she didn't, didn't have time, time to tell me. So, but, uh, anyway, so if I, if I can get that story, maybe I'll post it online. So, um, I guess, uh, Laura, would you like to go next? Yeah, but I have a question real quick. Cause you sure, said the absolutely. theater was torn, torn yes. down. So like, is there anything there now? Good question. Okay, so if you are in the clean area, um, at the other end of the parking lot is now a Chuck E. Cheese. Oh my gosh, that is that not the most horrifying thing you've ever heard? Yeah, so um, because I'm like a huge Five Nights at Freddy's fan, so that just like totally makes it right. I know, and and ever since that game came out, yeah, so um. And I, I have wanted so bad to go there and just ask the people, hey, does anything weird ever weird happen ever here? But I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> I just, did you ever find out, like, is there, like, a reason that it was haunted? I never did the research on the location. Because that's what I want to know. Um, I really don't, I have no clue. All I know is I worked there, it was haunted, and it was never malicious. It was just like... All right, well, this is happening, and I really want to go home now. <laughs> kind of mansion style, playful spirits. Yeah. So, kind of um, yeah. but yeah, so because it's at the other end of the parking lot, who knows? It may be, you know, Ooh. I have no idea. But yeah, just a quick side note: um, one of the campus techs at one of the other high schools, his brother-in-law is the guy who wrote and and created Five Nights at Freddy's, and I want so bad to do an interview with this guy. In fact, I'm trying to hook it up so Cyrus can uh, do an interview with him. But uh, oh, that would be amazing. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and what's funny is, is he tells me he's like, he's like, yeah, he used to send him. He's like, yeah, I was, I was talking. He goes, yeah, he goes, he used to send me all of his beta games, and he's like, he's like, what do you think of this one? This one's really cool, and he'd come up with all these ideas or whatever. And he said when he sent me Five Nights at Freddy's, he's like, I don't know about this one. It's a little weird. I don't know if it'll do anything. And of course, that's the one that hit. And just mm-hmm. exploded, but um, you never know. So, uh, but yeah, so I might, I might, I'm hoping, I'm kind of working on it. I'm not trying to push it, but I really want to see if maybe I can get an interview with this guy because I think it would be awesome. So, all right. So, your uh, any other questions? I guess before I hand it off to Laura. All right. Uh, so, what is your personal ghost story, Laura? Um. So, just like minor ones at first. Um. So, the where I grew up, I grew up in Tennessee, and um. Of course, you know, we have the Bell Witch lore that's really big in Tennessee. And are, are you guys, I don't know. I are am y'all not familiar, familiar with it. Bell yes, Witch? no, please. Fill us in. Okay, so the Bell Witch lore is that there was this man, John Adams. He bought up this, like, huge farm um, out in Robertson County, which y'all don't know where that is, but that's, like, North Tennessee. And um, he was out in the field one day, and he saw, like, this really weird apparition that was, like, part rabbit, part dog, shot at it. It just, like, completely disappeared. And then they started hearing, like, scratching and knocking at his house and everything. And it ended up kind of manifesting bigger and bigger and bigger till like, um, one of his kids, Betsy, would who it would target the most, like, slapping her, pulling her hair. Eventually ended up killing um, the main uh, Mr. Bell. And... Um, killing him she claimed like they she finally started like talking to it um 
the spirit would talk to the family, quote scriptures, would talk about how our country would need a, you know, a whole revival. Uh, President Andrew Jackson would actually came out to the house and visited and carried on um, a conversation with the ghost and stuff. I mean, so there's like actual like documentation of people. Oh my God, I love interacting <laughs> with the Bell Witch. So there's the whole Bell Witch cave um, that you can go and visit. And of course, anybody who goes there, you're going to get, and of course, a lot of it could be just, it's already in your head, you know, like, oh, all these crazy things happened. And so you already have that psychological, you know, thing going on in your head. So you'll always get, I never got any cool pictures, but it was definitely creepy and eerie and things like that. But that's like one of my favorite, but, um, so I kind of, you know, I'll go, I'm an ADHD. Here we go. Like just bouncing all around. It's all um, good. Oh my God. I'm, so, I'm loving it. Keep going. So, <laughs> so in Tennessee, um, which is where, like I said, I grew up. So, um, I grew up on a farm, about a hundred acre farm. Um, and it used to have uh, slave cabins and stuff. And I've never seen like been blessed, I guess, enough to see like the full apparitions of stuff, but I've definitely seen shadows. We've had, um, you know, and of course people lights, um, come on often of course you can always say oh there's something faulty electrical that's great but then there's a pond in the very back and the water is just black black as black can be and there's always just the sense of doom whenever you walk back there and there's stuff like right around the edge of the pond nothing grows it's the creepiest thing and i mean they're like, oh, it's it's just a pond, and some of the animals have just probably died. And I'm like, mm -mm, there is something else in that. I'm telling you guys, you know. And I've never been like fully brave enough to go and like look into the water, you know. I'm always scared. Like, kind of reminds me, like in Lord of the Rings, you're gonna see those dead bodies coming up and grabbing you and pulling you under. You know, oh, yeah. that's kind of <laughs> my thing. Um, just all get too so close to it, guys. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm like, there's a reason why something is not growing around that yeah. water. Y'all can say, like, some of the cows fell in and died, whatever. Like, there is something else going on there. Um, but, you know, I've never seen, I, I would assume since, and I've not done, like, the background of the search of the farm or anything, but I'm probably pretty convinced since there used to be a whole row of slave cabins and, oh, you know, some crap went down there. I mean, oh, you just yeah. know some bad stuff went down. I mean, we're in the South. Okay. Oh, yeah. You know, some stuff went on. Um, so like I said, lights go on. Um, my grandmother passed away maybe a little over a year ago. And my mom, um, her house, my grandmother's house sat right behind my mom's house, just like a little orchard in between. And you can still go in there. I mean, we've cleaned it out and everything. And sometimes you'll go in there and you can smell my grandmother's perfume just as strong. And, it's, it's a calming sense. It's not an eerie feeling or anything. It's very calming. And then other times you can go in there and there's nothing. So, you know, those are some little things. Um, my biggest experience isn't with like ghosts as much as it is with like demons, I guess. Um, you know, uh, I worked at this camp when I was probably around 20, 21, 22, around that time. And it was teen week and it was a Christian camp. Um, I will say that. And, um, but we, um, ended up having a girl 
who um, the last night, so like on Thursday night, you always had like this big bonfire and they would sing like praise and worship songs and stuff. And um, she would not get close to that. She was very adamant that she wouldn't get close to that. And um, there were times like where like on a Wednesday night we had a service and she like bolted from the service but near the campfire, maybe, I'm horrible, 20, 35 feet away, they had this little trolley, rundown trolley. So while majority of everybody was at this bonfire doing their praise and worship, she went over there and she had some of her friends there. And um, we saw something like a shooting star come out of the sky, but it was way bigger and it was green. And I wasn't just the only one that saw it. You smelled something foul really happen, like come across. And then you heard her scream. And it wasn't just like a scream. It was this blood curdling, chilling scream. And several of the counselors, I mean, you know, that's one of our campers. So we, as much as, you know, we knew something was odd, we had to go and take care of her. And I remember running and getting within maybe 10 feet and it was like I hit an invisible wall and I could not go any further. And like I said, there were maybe five kids that were on that trolley with her, of her friends. That thing was full, probably like 50 black shadows swirling around and everything. And it was just, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. I mean, that was just this. It was just that sense of, oh, my God, I'm going to die. And um, they ended up, that lasted, you know, when you're in an experience, things seem to last forever and ever. And it was probably only, like, seconds to minutes. And we had um, some pastors and stuff there. And they came and got her. And they took her into, like, the snack. There was, like, a building there that was um, where we had, like, pool tables and the snack bar and stuff set up. And they, like, started, like, doing whatever their preacher thing is that they do, trying to, I guess, cast it out in the name of Jesus or whatever. And probably being um, the stupid <laughs> counselor that I was, me and another friend decided, hey, let's peek in the window. Oh my God. And when we did, I swear to God, she was levitating. I swear <gasps> to God, they had her lane and she, it wasn't like, you know, five feet off. I mean, it was just enough that you could tell that she was levitating and she turned her head and just looked at us. And that was enough for me. I was like, huh. oh, you know what? That's enough. I'm checking out. I'm going to go and walk away from the building. And they told us that they were able to, cast it out and everything. Um, I, 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 you know, if stuff like that happens, I don't know where that entity or spirit or bad thing goes. So that was kind of like my last time really being a counselor at that camp because I was yeah. pretty much <laughs> check out. I'm yeah. like, I don't, I don't know where that's going to go. Can, can that like come back and like harass and bother? I, or like, yeah. I don't I'm know. And I wish I could like, get in touch with that girl. You know, I probably could if I tried hard enough on Facebook, you know, I, I wish I could, but, um, you know, but I remember after talking to her, she says she remembers she was like in so much pain and stuff like that. And she said, um, 
her personal experience was she was cutting herself one day and she said the this black shadow came in and kind of said, I can make you feel better. And she said, do what you want. And she said, that's when she knew it took over her. So, you know, like, like I said, that was probably my biggest, creepiest thing, literally being stopped, seeing the shadows and then seeing the, you know, her levitating and stuff. And you witnessed an exorcism. That's insane. You know, so like, I usually like, if people are like, hey, let's watch a scary movie. No, you know what? I've kind of somewhat I'm experienced gonna that. I'm going to pass. Can I ask you, can I ask you a question about that? Yeah. Okay. I just want to, I'm curious. Uh, I know that a lot of people that have like an experience or a story where there's something like supernatural, something like this, uh, they're kind of, kind of reluctant to talk about because there's this sense that if you put it out there, it gives it power. Mm -hmm. Right. Do you, do you worry about that? Like talking about it like this? Not really. I mean, my, you know, my mother was a highly religious person and everything. So, and the people at the camp were, so they did. I mean, that was one of the things they're like, don't, you know, cause we were all wanting questions and talking about it. And they're like, no, it's all taken care of it. And just kind of like swept it under a rug. But, you know, how do you learn from stuff like that to me, if you always are willing to sweep it under the rug. And to me, if for those people, if you have the power of Jesus or whatever, I mean, it was strong enough to take it out the first time. I mean, don't you have that protecting? So, you know, to me, it doesn't bother me to talk about it. I don't feel like talking about it tonight. Let me knock on wood for a second. Yeah. Um, tonight <laughs> that <laughs> that shit's going to happen. I'm going to get the worst freaking I am tomorrow. You bastard. Why did you have to do that? No. God, it's here and it's a tech. You know, oh I've God. talked about the Bell Witch. She's going to come visit me, you know, everything. It's kind know, of a long so. trip for her. I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. yeah you know, so, <laughs> you, you know, ever... all of this happened in Tennessee. So, you know, hey, maybe I'll get like Were you, you ever? Know, just, just one more question. I'm sorry. Were, were you ever able to, like, follow up later and talk to anybody else about what they saw or what happened or anything? I, you know, we talked about it. I mean, the others, um, some said they saw something in the bonfire, but I had run past it at that point. I'd gone past the bonfire, so I didn't. Um, but there were other people. Um, my friend Melissa was with me. I mean, she says she saw the shadows swirling all around too. She, um, and then my friend Devin was the one that looked in the window with me and he saw her levitating and floating. Um, what I really wanted to do, I was going to try, um, and she hasn't messaged me back, but, um, this girl has recently friend requested me on Facebook and she was best friends um, with the girl that was possessed. And I kind of like, you know, I messaged her, you know, I was hoping we could get a conversation going. Cause I just doesn't want to message her and be like, Hey, so I'm doing this show coming up. Or, <laughs> can you give me like, you know, you're best friends with your friends. Really? You know, I kind of did. went down that night. Okay. Yeah. You are, if you do end up having a conversation though, you totally have to come yeah, back please on. Please let us know. Let us know oh, I, I am enthralled now. Yeah. That is, that's so, crazy. I mean, I, but, and I will have to tell, like, you look at the girl when everything happened. And, and there was, like, her eyes were very soulless and dark. And there seemed to be a little bit of just more, her eyes were more bright the next day after everything had transpired and supposedly they got rid of it and all of that. 
um, you know, there's did seem to be, you know, so I would love to be able to kind of go back and look at it from like, you know, I was 21, 22. I was still such a kid at that point. I wish I could like go back and like watch it from a spectator's point of view at this age now and see, you know, was there anything that, you know, really didn't happen and I imagined stuff or did I, I, mean, I know I didn't imagine the chick levitating. I mean, I know I didn't imagine that crap, but you know, I wish I could, you know, go back and look. So, yeah. Well, I mean, over time, you know, our brains, you know how they are. We, we, you, you, you experience something which is sort of like a, a seed that grows. And that doesn't mean mm-hmm. that, that doesn't mean that all this didn't happen. It just means maybe, like you said, if you could go back and experience it firsthand again, you might be like, oh, okay, or something like that, you know. But not, I'm not, I'm not taking away from anything that happened. I just, it's fascinating. Oh, no, like, I don't take it that way. I'm yeah. curious, do all priests and like pastors and anybody that goes into the faith, like, is that something that you learn in school? It's like how to exercise like a demon or a poltergeist out of Specifically Catholic. Exercising demons well, one yeah. Yeah, no. yeah, like, is that a class that you take? Like, I don't know. I've always been curious about, uh, yeah, especially specifically Catholic priests because they're the ones that usually get called in. Like, and it seems like they have a process, so, like, just normal ones can't do it. They have to, you know, yeah, like I would think, Yeah, like, I, truly, like, that was kind of my thought. I'm sitting here thinking about, like, when I was a kid and I would, like, Baptist Christian camp, like, my counselors. I'm like, no, <laughs> probably not. And then I'm like thinking about like even they the higher like, ups. I'm like, no, probably not either. They would have been more like trying to call the Ghostbusters, right? Yeah, or like would have <laughs> put some, some chain me up to like a cinder block, throw me in the lake, or something. Is that, is that well, what this is all about, Eugene? Are you are you are you taking your Ghostbusters yes. thing to the next level? Is that what's yes, going that's on? Exactly. But what no, I'm I don't know. I've always been curious about that. Is that something like? I'm sure that it's something that you like have to learn. Because it's not something that, I mean, I know, especially Catholic priests, like, they don't mess around with that. Like, that yeah, is, that's yeah. real stuff. And I know that there's some that won't do it. Yeah, I think well, it's more well, like if, you actually have to, have to do it. Yeah. Like, if you become a priest, you eventually have to be like, I want to learn how to do exorcisms, and then you go someplace and they teach you everything. Right. I don't know. I'm just curious. I I don't know. That's something I would like to know. Because, like, how do you know how to, how do you just know how to do that? You know? Mm-hmm. Like, do you keep quoting scripture at it and telling yeah, it, like, the power of Christ, it, leave the body? I mean, they slap it around a couple of times or, I mean, I, what do you I, I think, I think what you're talking about is probably like trial and error kind of thing. Like <laughs> yeah, but that, I feel like the error with that would be really, <laughs> yeah, that's really, kind of, <laughs> kind of room for error. <laughs> oh man. I didn't make it this time. Well, dragged to hell again. Yeah. Like, how does that, <laughs> I believe in another failed class. Well, I mean, like in in the past, they've probably done a lot that that worked, you know. Well, and you so, guys remember when Bob tried that one thing? They're not doing that anymore. They, they, they do like meetups and like best practices and stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> no, we got my, power, look my PowerPoint out. Yeah. Here. Oh, you can well, see here. Seeing this incident. Right. That, yeah. <laughs> here, here's a here's a girl that had a, a demon that uh, you know only ate hot dogs. I don't know. And it's the craziest thing we ever seen. All I can think of is like when you look up a coupon online, and it's like this has a ninety-three percent chance of working. <laughs> That's all I can think of. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh my yeah, god, that, that's gonna be the line to go with ninety-three percent. That sounds pretty good. Yes. <laughs> wow. So, but 
Very cool. Thank you very much that for sharing with us. So awesome. I feel bad for, for Chris and Eric now to have to go yeah. after that, unless they have something that's like that's even more insane, in which case I'm just like, wow, my story sucks. This like, is awesome. <laughs> this is like, this is like the kind of crap that I watch this time, this time of year anyway. Yeah. It's all like real life ghost and stories. That's why we're doing the show now. Yes. So, I um, love it. This is right in my wheelhouse right now. Eric, would you like to go next? Because especially considering, I think I know your stories are going to be a little bit like mine. Maybe. It's almost seen like every movie theater content. Yeah, no joke. Phantom of the Megaplex, I'm telling you. That's not just a terrible movie. It's a thing. (laughs) Ironically, where I work, there are several little paranormal things that kind of happen where you're downstairs and you have the upstairs where all the projector booths are. You hear people like running across or somebody's up there playing even though absolutely no one's there uh it's kind yeah. of crazy but my my actual story is not going to take place involving my job this is uh several years back um i had just gotten into a relationship with a girl we were dating for two years and we decided to move in together uh Ironically, it's the apartment currently next to the one I'm in, and it's kind of the reason I'm in the one I'm in now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, weird, right? <laughs> so, um, my ex-girlfriend, she was um, a Wiccan. Not really a big issue, just kind of big facts. And when we were starting to move in together, she was telling me about all these things she had. She had Ouija boards and candles and totems and all these things. But I'm like, I'm fine with, like, 75% of this, but the Ouija board, let's not bring that into the house. Don't go knocking on doors you don't want to open. Right. She told me fine, she wouldn't bring it, and then we move in and we start unpacking everything, and she had this big military trunk. And we're unpacking everything, and she had the Ouija board in there. Oh, no. And, and yeah, <laughs> we had a giant argument about it, and we kind of discussed everything, and I was broke down. I was like, you know what, fine, we can keep it, but stay in this box underneath everything else, locked with a TV on it. We were using a TV stand. Pushed into the corner of the room, and we decided to go out to eat. And when we came back from dinner, the TV had been moved. The trunk is now in the center of the room. Her candles are spaced out into the... Uh, that five-pointed star with the Ouija board on top of the trunk. Mm. Little Mm-mm. less to say that I flipped completely out and we, she got rid of it. But apparently, because after that, I started looking into it more, and there's particular ways you're supposed to dispose of the Ouija board. If you don't do it correctly, you kind of aggravate whatever you play with. Way, and I kind of became the victim of this. <laughs> Thank God. So, Ugh. well, the next couple of nights, little things would happen. Lights would turn on, doors closes, nothing too freaky. That can't be explained with like the wind or an animal. And there was one night I was cooking dinner, and I'm one of those people like if I'm cooking dinner, I want to make sure I'm cooking for everybody. So I'd grab two items like peas and corn and be like, do you want this or this? So I'm in the kitchen, I grab two items and run back to the bedroom, and where the bedroom is in conjunction to the kitchen, you can just look down the hallway and see it. Well, I'm down there and I'm talking to her, and I'm saying, hey, do you want this or this? And I look up the back down to the kitchen, and all my cabinet doors, my 
refrigerator in my oven, everything open. And I kind of mm-hmm. just ignored it. Yeah, I ignored no. everything. Looked right out her. Because <laughs> I've heard a lot of, like, if you ignore it, it goes away. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to ignore it. Ignore it. Went back to her. She made a decision. Went back to the kitchen. Actually, can you guys do 30 seconds? Somebody just knocked on my door. Here we go. Nope. I think he said someone knocked on his door, so he was having to check it. So, um, oh god, yeah, that I'd like be in the middle of a story and that happened. I'd be like, I know, right? Oh house. my god, you're absolutely like, whoa, that is monkey's paw, monkey's paw, holy crap, monkey's paw. <laughs> monkey's paw, monkey's paw. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't know that there was a specific way that you were supposed to dispose of a Ouija board because Eugene and I had this conversation in a car ride one day. About, cause I had a, I don't know, I was curious about oh, Ouija boards, cause he asked me, he's like, well, have you ever used one? And I was like, yeah, like in junior high, and I wasn't really excited about it, because like, I, I believe in ghosts, so I was like, let's not do this. And I was, I don't know, I, I believe in ghosts, but I'm also very skeptical. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't see how, oh, sorry. <laughs> We were discussing until you were gone, but yeah, I don't know. I had a hard time with it because I was like, I don't like, it. like Milton Brothers. How is it like a thing? Is it like a priest at the end of the assembly line, like blessing them? I don't understand. So, but yeah, continue. Yes, please continue. Uh, real quick, that was actually weird. That was my neighbor. Apparently, in my bedroom, there was a lot of bad behavior. Uh oh. Yeah, <laughs> but um, okay. So, where was I? Um, I went back, after I made her off, I went back to the kitchen and started cooking. What does she want this item or this item? So I go back to the bedroom, and all of a sudden, a plate flies past me and slams into the wall next to me. So at that point, I'm like, okay, we're leaving. We're going to go out to eat. We're not going to be here for a while. So I went to the kitchen, turned everything off. Went to the hotel room that night. Good thinking. Right. <laughs> That's where the good thinking ends, though. So we come back to the apartment the next night. And at this point, the relationship between me and her got really tense. We were fighting a lot. We were arguing. Just all kinds of stress and tensions rise. This is where basically the peak of my story. <laughs> Taking her to work one day, and I had to day off, so I came home, and I'm just trying to relax. And... Just watching TV in the bedroom, eventually I was like, I want some water. I got up and started going to the kitchen. As I started going to the kitchen, deep gravelly growl behind me. Uh, no, thank you. Yeah, and I, I stopped for a quick second, and I look behind me, and all I see is a closed door towards the master bedroom, and I'm like, maybe she got a dog while I wasn't paying attention, or something. <laughs> sure. Like, I'm not opening. Yeah, <laughs> that's logic. Like, like ignore everything. She got a nine like, Rottweiler while I wasn't paying attention. A Rottweiler that didn't come with us. <laughs> uh, the dog was with Toby. Right? So I start walking away trying to ignore it. And then as I take a couple steps, I hear that growl again. And at the time I'm hearing the growl, I feel this weird breath on my neck and I start playing the denial card I'm like okay that was the AC and I'm just hearing things and I go to take another step when I try to take the step 
fault. And my back just, it starts burning like no tomorrow. It feels like somebody's clawing at me. I stop, I sprint out of my apartment. I go next door and one of my friends who was looking there, they look at my back and I have sections of my back that has three or four marks where somebody was clawing at me. I literally broke up with the girl, moved out of that apartment and moved into the one next to it. You felt that was far enough away still? Everything? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Ironically, I, can I jump in real quick? I just want to say, like, if you're don't be too concerned about this, but you're we're having a hard time hearing you. Your mic is a little, it's breaking up quite a bit. So it's, I just letting you know that sometimes we're trying to piece together exactly what you're saying. So I don't know exactly. Maybe maybe you could disconnect and reconnect or something. Maybe there's something that can fix it. Yeah, give me one second. Okay. okay. Uh, while he while he reconnects and 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 tries to get back in. Uh, yeah, like at that point. Sorry, continue. Well, no, my thought was like you know, I, you know, you hear these stories about like you know where the apparition gets malicious, and it's you know, of course, my first thought is like, all right, well, it's time to get out. And it sounds like he did actually, you know, use that. I mean, granted, I probably would have gotten out before the point he did, but uh, yeah, that definitely would have been the point. Like, nope, fuck this, I'm not going back. I'm out. Um, no, but talking about the Ouija board, yeah. So Lainey and I were having a conversation, and the only time I've ever messed with a Ouija board was in call was in high school. Sorry, it was at a friend's house, and um, the. Um, um, hey guys, is it any better? Uh, a little. It's still you're still pixelated, but it it should be fine. Go ahead. Um, but yeah. So, answer your question. Yes, I still it's a little bit far away. I still have random things happening, like I said, the pound on the wall. Never came check on me. Um, Outside that, everything seemed to calm down a little bit. So, so how close are you now to where this all happened? Uh, if I touch the wall that's in front of me, I would be touching the wall that's dividing me and the apartment. Oh, so you're still living like next door? Close to this area. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, that's four towns over. Hit the road, Jack. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. You were braver than I am. Oh, yeah, I'd have been gone, gone, gone. Yeah, same here. So does she still live like, there? Or? No, she she moved away. She moved in with her parents in Michigan. So then maybe the weird when the weird things happen, it's just kind of some type of leftover residue. So maybe the source of it was the Ouija board, and then I don't know. Have you thought about having, have you thought about having the uh, apartment cleansed? Um, yeah, I, more online that I actually talked to the property owner about that because I just kind of don't want to bring in somebody to do something like that without kind of permission, without getting myself in trouble. Mm-hmm. But you could just like some sage, and do it, say, you know, like some Monday. sage and do that yourself and then, um, kind of sage and I know that's that. salt. Yeah. I do that with every apartment I move out of and move into. My father uh, had a business. He had a home building uh, business uh, here in Colleen for a while before the uh, bottom dropped out of the market in the eighties. But um, yeah, he'd often have people request that the the house be 
uh, blessed or cleansed before you know mm-hmm. people would move in. So I know it's a it's a common you know thing. So there, there there's got to be people that can do the job. You just gotta. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's something I think I would have not need. So probably wouldn't recommend Craigslist seeing it or anything. No, like that, yeah, but... I'm definitely... <laughs> yeah, that. that gets real weird real fast. <laughs> Even though I did sell my stereo on Carrick's List, I didn't have a problem with it. But yeah, there's certain things that you don't. Dating an apartment spiritually cleansed. Yeah, dating Probably, spiritual cleansing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, well, we'll see. Having someone assassinated. Those are things you probably want to go find. You know, I would do more of a professional for that. Yeah. Just don't put down what works. I know how that ends up. Ooh. Movies. Anyway. Um,. All right, so to, to to finish the story real quick that I had, um, um, yeah. So in high school, I was like, I was everyone was trying to be really serious about it. I just could not get into it for whatever reason, and they told me to leave the room. So I said fine. So I left the room, and they're all in the other in the bedroom, you know, with the Ouija board, and they're trying to kind of have a séance. And I, his dad had a really, really, really nice stereo system that uh, the the surround sound and the TV. Stuff. Them to, and I thought, well, fuck this. I'm gonna play a little. I'm gonna play a little video games. So I didn't know how to turn down the volume, unfortunately. And when I cranked on the Sega Genesis, it came on really loud. And of course, it happened just as they thought something was happening with the Ouija board, and proceeded to scare the shit out of all my friends. And, they went <laughs> in there and of course, she yelled at me, and they're like, "What the hell are you doing? You scared the hell out of us." I'm like, "Sorry." They deserved it. Yeah. So, um, any other questions, real quick, before we move on to Chris? I, I can't. Even, I don't even know. Like, I can't believe you still live that close to that. Place. I know, right? <laughs> oh my gosh! I would just You're be such scared. A I know. I just. And Actually, do you do you know a, what the? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I have a second story that's way more happier, kind of depressing, but like happier at the same time. It's kind of what kind of kept me here. Okay. That's understandable. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and tell that story after uh, Chris goes. Okay, sure. Chris, uh, what you got for us? Okay. Um, it should be noted that I am a giant Freddy cat. I hate being scared. I don't enjoy it. I'm not one of those people who goes to horror movies or movies like Paranormal Activity. I don't, that's not enjoyable for me. I get freaked out. I get legitimately scared and I have, I still get nightmares. Me too. Mm-hmm. Um, me too. So when I was a kid, it was always the, you know, the, dark basement you'd run up as fast as you can because something's gonna get you and you know be in the dark whatever i was afraid of the dark for a long time i had to keep a light on my son's the same way he's actually sleeping with the light on right now and always has to wherever he is it freaks him out to be in the dark um when i was 15 i was over at my friend's house and she her name was rose hi rose <laughs> for listening um and she uh hi, Hi, Rose. <laughs> Shout out to Rose. <laughs> we were upstairs in her bedroom. It, we were, I was sleeping over, and she got the bright idea. She was always getting me into stupid situations, and I let her, and I'm not sure why. And she decided, let's play Bloody Mary. I'm like, oh, okay, let's play Bloody Mary because oh, I'm fine. <laughs> That'll be fine. And all the girls are just like, <laughs> yeah, no, we turn all <laughs> the lights off. She has a mirror in her room. I'm like, okay. So she's standing there and I'm standing next to her and there's a window right by where I'm standing and there's her bed and everything. It's a small room. 
and we do bloody bloody and then i swear to freaking god and i'm not a religious person that all of a sudden in the corner of her room was a white she was ethereal she was misty but she was there and it was a girl and it was she she was she had long hair and she was wearing a very like a shift dress and all of a sudden she starts raising her hand to reach out for me and i freaked out i'm like turn the light on turn the light on oh my god and i freaked out she's laughing at like that my friend rose is laughing i mean she's like what i'm like you didn't see her she was right there oh my god so of course she said no that shouldn't believe me and whatever but she was there i saw her bloody mary is real <laughs> you know, I've always wondered because I've done the whole Bloody Mary thing too, yeah. and I think you know all girls probably have. Where, oh, what, yeah. what is the what is the legend behind Bloody Mary? Do you even? I don't know the story of it. It's a girl who died, and you can conjure her soul. You can conjure her by oh, looking in the mirror and saying just, Bloody Mary three times. I thought it was as in like Mary Queen of Scots, like they it really did. I, I have no idea, but that's what that's how I know it. <laughs> See, I heard you had to say it like 50 times looking no, into like the mirror in a dark room. So, you know, hey, it's interesting how things, you know, get translated in different things. Yeah. So, and then my other one is um, when I was in labor with Logan, um, they all, I went to a birthing center and all they had available, there was no drugs. All you could get was um, laughing gas to help ease the contractions and <laughs> and i'm like yeah bring it on because this is the only drug i'm getting and what had happened was i was about halfway through my labor and i had pressed the gas mask so hard to my face that i completed i, I created a complete seal so i wasn't getting any oxygen it was just the laughing gas and what happened was i actually passed out and stopped breathing and I went limp. And what I remember is everything, all the pain leaving my body, everything just going away and having this overwhelming sense of peace. And I've never felt it since. It's just, it was pure bliss and everything was dark. And then ahead of me was light and there were figures there. And I was going there and it was just, I've never felt so much peace and so much serenity. And all I could hear in the background was Chris, Chris, Chris. And I was like, oh, really? You're calling me now. Can't you see I'm going somewhere? And they kept calling and kept calling. And I knew that if I didn't go back, to the people calling me, I was never going to go back because the feeling was just beautiful. And I literally had to force myself to leave that situation and come back. And I didn't know till a couple years later till I saw the movie The Hereafter with um, Matt Damon, which is about people who have um, life after death experiences, that that's actually what I had that I had actually started to die Whoa. and I was leaving to go. I'm not a religious person. I'm still not. I don't believe in God and, and, or any religion, but for me it was my energy was leaving my body and going somewhere else because energy is not created or destroyed. And every human being upon passing uh, loses 22 grams, which is the weight of the soul. 
And that's what I felt was happening. And I woke up, I came to, after being apparently shaken and slapped a few times by my (laughs) mother-in-law, in the middle of a contraction. And I remember being so pissed and being so angry that I had to come back from that and come back and be in this monstrous amount of pain and and yeah but apparently for Ray it was pretty heartbreaking because he thought I had died and um he thought he had lost me and and so when I came to and started breathing again it was like he was happy I was like you don't know where I was it was great why am I here so I love it uh, Chris comes too. back from death just pissed off. I was mad. Guys. I remember that because it was such a <laughs> wonderful, beautiful feeling. And I remember being angry that I had to leave it. Yeah. And I didn't know that that's what was happening, that I was actually dying. That's crazy. That's, that's what I was about to say. That's crazy. Yeah. That's amazing. That, oh, that's so... That, oh. So many questions I now can't. for future episodes. <laughs> <Leave> it. <laughs> Yeah, my story sucked compared to everyone else's. Jesus! birth wins. Yeah, you would bring your your A game. Fuck you, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were a Ghostbuster. Hey, I just, hey, hey, hey. It doesn't mean I had to have the experience. It just means I have to, you know, try to take care of it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You don't have to be a dog person to be a dog catcher. Anyway, um, Eric, you said you had one more story. Yeah. Um, so I know you guys think it's crazy that I'm still living very close to these apartments, especially with my experience. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're like, nah. Yeah. Um, well, later, after all of that has happened, I had a friend who actually lived in the apartment on the other side of that one. Really good friends. We've known each other about eight years. There's five of them. I lived next to them. Some point you could actually start setting your clock by us because every day I would go to work, get home about two o'clock in the morning and just talk about our day, go over everything. Um, there was one day I was off on my way to work and Arthur, he, uh, way, and this is, um, the story of that actually. I was on my way to work and Arthur had came outside and we talked for a few minutes and he was actually on his way to his brother's bachelor party. If I wanted to go, I told him I had to go to work and all that good stuff. So I had left, gone to work, came home. And about 2 o'clock, stepped outside like I always do to relax and enjoy the cool weather. We started talking. He told me all these details about the party, about all the friends that were there, what they did, all the drinks he had, just the crazy stuff that went on. For a while, and eventually, we wound up the night and went back to his apartment. I came back into mine. 7 o'clock... The neighbor in between us came and started pounding on my door. And he asked me, hey, do you know where Arthur is? And I told him, I was like, yeah, he should be in his apartment. You know, I talked to him last night. No, his girlfriend was just here looking for him. That's weird. So I tried calling him. Didn't answer his phone. So 
um, the police show up. Oh my god! And they were asking, and they start asking all these questions, and we're like, we don't know where he's at. Um, last night, told him the story about everything. The cops were like, okay, they left for a few hours, and eventually, only this time they had the brother with them. And um, I ran over to the brother and I started talking to him and asking him what's going on. He told me back from the morgue, and it turns out Arthur had actually died. He was shot in the chest roughly around midnight. Excuse me? Yeah, what? he passed away around midnight. And I broke down and I told him, like, you are lying to me. I literally talked to him around 2 o'clock in the morning. And I started expressing and I detailed, laid out all the information Arthur told me. And his brother got really weird and almost angry at me, thinking that, like, I snuck to the party because I'm laying out all these details. I described his apartment kind of vaguely, told him who was there, what they were doing. And he kind of got mad because I wasn't at the party, so how would I know what was going on? It blew my mind that I had talked to somebody who passed away two hours after he was declared dead. Wow. Yeah, so we were really good friends, and um, it was actually my mom who kind of put a positive spin on everything with me. She was like, well, that's amazing that you guys had such a strong friendship that he would actually take time to come say goodbye to you one last time. And I was like, you know, I kind of feel safer with everything, especially with something like positive like that compared to the negative. Yeah. Wow. That's Sorry, that's horrible that that happened, but that's really cool that he yeah. out by. That, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah, we need to do some research. Yeah, we, we need do. to see if there's a – surely there's a, a, a group in this area that does this type of research. We need to contact Yeah, we them. do because I'm oh, interested. Yeah, and find out if there's – if they know anything about any particular areas, you know, locations and, spe- you know, specific here, like, you know, what – you know, where a torn-down movie theater was yeah. or where this uh... – Yeah, there's paranormal <laughs> groups everywhere. Maxwell Cemetery right outside yeah. of Colleen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I oh yeah, I've heard of, I've, yeah, there, I, I know stories about the Max Dillon Cemetery. That's, that's some weird shit that happens there, so. See, yeah. I don't have, like, ghost stories, but I have stories kind of like that, of, like, but not, like, at, like, I'm actually talking to the person, but, like, in my family especially, there is a long history of, like, communicating with the dead, like, through dreams and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Our relatives oh, wow. like to come, yeah, our relatives like to come to us through, through dreams. A lot. Yeah, that's the same thing with us. Yeah, to the point where, like, if I ever have, like, a bad dream about something like that, I get really nervous and really upset and immediately have to call whatever relative came to me in a dream. But, like, when my great my great aunt passed a few years ago, and she and my mom were incredibly close, very, very, very close, and it was a whole thing. It was really awful. The whole family was just taking it really hard. And when she finally passed... My mom, I remember waking up like I I woke up and there was like maybe a moment, maybe like five seconds. And I was like, that phone is about to ring. And I knew exactly what it was. And it was like four, it was like four o'clock in the morning. And my, and it was my mom calling to tell me that she had passed. And, but that was, it was weird because it felt like somebody had like come into my room and almost like kind of just pushed yeah. me awake, mm-hmm. not in like a violent way, just like, Hey. 
something's about to happen. It was weird, but she, my mom had told me, she was like, yeah, she came, she came and saw me. Like my mom literally was like, she came and saw me on her way out basically. She's like, and, and told wow. me, and my mom told me exactly what she told her and exactly what she said to her and like clear as day. Like she could ask her, she could still tell you exactly what she said, but yeah, but we have stuff like that. Like that happens in our family all the time. You know, my great grandmother will come to my mom in dreams. Um, all kinds of, I've had one of my paternal grandmother come to me and like, it's just, I don't know why it's just a weird thing in our family. They communicate with us all the time that way. Yeah. My mom said she, uh, she had, my grandfather came to her in a dream before he, right before he passed. And then she woke up and then like, you know, a little bit later she got the phone call. So mm-hmm. it was crazy. It was that the happened, night of my life. That happens to my granddad. My Nana passed away about nine, almost 10 years ago. And her, the cemetery she's buried in is across the street from where he lives. And some, you know, he says, if I don't go, she comes to me in a dream. Let me know. I got to go visit her. No. So yeah. If he hadn't gone in a while to go talk to her at the at her at her grave, then <laughs> she, yeah, she comes to him and lets him know that he needs to come out there to visit me. It's been Aww. too long. Yeah. That's cute. That's sweet. Yeah. See, I don't have like real ghost stories. I just have little things like that. I think that's why I believe in ghosts, but I'm just very, very skeptical. Well, I'm gonna tell y'all a story. Once I was playing with this box, and it was a puzzle box. Really? You have to go home, Cyrus. <laughs> Wait, it's real. It really happened. Uh, well, before the show, I was going to have my wife tell me the story that happened to her again oh, in Lainey's life. Well. You do know the story? I know. I really do know the, the legitimate story. story yes. Because Lainey starts Okay, Eugene goes, well, tell me the story. And I go, well, it happened on her senior prom. She was named prom queen. And then suddenly a bucket of pig's blood was dumped on her head. Kind of like and he serious. got really mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> However, I retold Carrie in a very stirring way, I would like to say. Sure. But no, I do I do know the actual story. So Christie's uh one of her best friends when she was growing up, her grandparents lived in this really old house out in Tyler, um, in East Texas. Um, and it was like a known thing that the house was haunted. Um I never experienced well once again, I never experienced any of this. I wasn't even born yet, so but um but I've heard the story from her a bunch of times. So like basically they were like Christy and and um, Ashley would be in the house all the time, you know, just running around or whatever. And I know that there was an incident once where, and like, things happened all the time. But one that she, I remember her telling me a couple of different times was that they went into a room that used to be like the library in the house, and it wasn't a very big room. It was kind of small. Um, but she, I remember her telling me, she's like, it was just like, it kind of ended up being like a catch-all room for them. You know what I mean? Like a lot of this stuff that they didn't use or didn't need would just end up there. And they walked into the room at one point and then like walked out and came back later and the room was spotless. Like no dust, clean head, like top to bottom and nobody else was in the house. How do we get these ghosts? That's That was a thing. Was that was my question? I was like, well, oh. like I said, didn't they like buy the house? And Christy goes, no, they built the house, but like yeah. nobody really know. I mean, it could have been something that existed there before they built the house that they disturbed by building the house, you know. But she does. She has a lot of of ghost stories like that, but most of them ended up happened in that house. So I remember she told me something or another about 
that's what I thought you were talking about, the library room, walking in and seeing the vertical book stacks like you saw in the original Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. Um, because, you know, if you, if you, you know, if you know anything about, you know, the, the back end stuff like that, um, you know, Dan Aykroyd's family is very heavily evolved in, in the occult and researching the occult. So, you know, a lot of the stuff from the movie was pulled from yeah, his beliefs and, and his family's beliefs and stuff like that. So the vertical books, you know, stacking up. And I've read other stories about that. So when she told me about that, I'm like, wow, yeah, you she actually witnessed, experienced that? Yeah, That's she witnessed that. Crazy. It's crazy. She's she has, She's had way more ghost experiences than me. So one of the things, just to wrap up for, because uh, I know a few of us on here have, have kids. Um, you know, my boys really like Ghostbusters. You know, I've gotten them into it. Um, but, you know, my wife and I have, while we both believe, we've both told them, you know, at least at this age, ghosts don't exist. Uh, yeah. I don't want to <laughs> try to... To, you know, I don't want, number one, I'm trying to avoid any late night, you know, mommy, daddy can't come sleep. Yeah, you. you don't want to. We already have issues. enough of that with like thunderstorms <laughs> and stuff, which I understand thunderstorms scare little kids. So, but the last thing I need is for every shadow to become a, the a ghost. So, right. um, but Chris, um, have you shared these stories with your kids? I have with, uh, yeah, I have with them. Because they ask, so I tell them. But they're uh-huh. a lot older than your I wouldn't when they were little because they wouldn't understand. But now I have, and they know. And maybe not so much with the the Bloody Mary one with Logan because she got into this Five Nights at Freddy's thing, which she is not allowed to watch anymore because it was freaking her out. Mm-hmm. And um, so I don't get into the details of that, but I have told her I've seen a ghost. Oh, That's okay. crazy. Yeah. Well, what about ten, oh. So, you know, it's a little different. Right. And a four-year-old. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Laura, what about you? Um, I've talked to uh, my oldest, and I've shared the experiences with him. I've not with Sean, who's um, my youngest right now at 12. Um, now, a couple of years ago, let's see, when we were in Arizona, their natural mother um, passed away. And for about a year after that, Sean would tell me he would see people and they would talk to him. Hmm. I don't know who, and I just, I never, you know, I was just like, really? Where, did you feel threatened by these people? No, they, they just talk to me or just look at me. Oh, okay. So I've never shared my ex- experiences with him. I've just kind of, you know, I kind of want to let him come to his own um, conclusions and reasonings and, um, you know, and like I said, that happened for about a year and then he's not, you know, I don't know if it was some kind of a transition stage, you know, in dealing with the grief of, you know, his mom, because he never said he saw mom. It was just always like, like usually like small children. And I think occasionally there was an adult, but, um, you know, I, you know, I kind of was like, Ooh, is he one of those um, people that see I, my mind just went blank on the people that the mediums. You know, I was like, you know, but since we've been in Texas, he hasn't, you know, said anything, but I've kind of kept it to myself. He, he gets really scared. Like, you know, he kind of tried to play the whole five nights at Freddy's. Like he had watched gamers on YouTube play it, but even he tried it, like totally freaked him out. So, you know, I don't want to give him any calls to, you know, be scared and freaking out and stuff like that. So, Is that your kitten we're hearing? 
Yeah, that would be my cat that just suddenly is pawing at me too. So cute. <laughs> the whole time we're hearing cats and we're hearing furniture move, and it's like it's a, it's a pretty good in you know opportune times during some of the stories tonight. But you know, yeah, I know. I was gonna say that like, cat well, we got sound is a effects genius. And stuff. This is great. Um, yeah, the chain rattling was a little much, but uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, well, that is our show for the evening, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Let's go ahead and move on to our picks and pans for the night. Would anyone like to go first? I'll go. All right, Lainey, what you got for us? Um, I have had the opportunity to kind of catch up on some of my favorite podcasts that I listen to. Um, just been moving around a lot lately, and so it gives me an opportunity to pop my headphones in and listen. So um, one of the podcasts that I like to listen to, it's called Radio Harambe, and it is of course, a Disney podcast. Uh-huh. And it actually focuses on Disney's Animal Kingdom Park, which is very close to my heart since that was my home park. Um, but they recently did a, an episode that was completely dedicated to music that's played throughout the Animal Kingdom Park. And as someone who has worked in every land in that park, Mm-hmm. It was really cool to listen to because he pulled out stuff that like I remember hearing. Like there's one song that they always play in the Africa part of that park and I could sing it now word for word. Like it's ridiculous. So but it was it was just kind of a nice little surprise because usually they do a lot of Q and A's, they do a lot of um Every now and then they'll do like a historical show about like the like history in the in that park. But it's kind of a newer park, so I don't get to do that a lot. But this was kind of a nice little like new thing that they tried and I really, really enjoyed it. Like in fact I listened to the episode a couple of times. So it was just really, really interesting. And I just it's a really good podcast. Anybody that is into Disney in any possible way if you're looking to plan a trip i would recommend checking them out too just a lot of really good information um they'll kind of let you know a lot of things that maybe you didn't know before and they're really really heavily involved in conservation efforts and um they talk a lot about just different animal issues that are really important so um pretty cool stuff so i liked it a lot i i did though that's my pick is the the musical episode of radio harambe it was awesome Alrighty. Um, my, my pick is actually a pick and a pan for the week. Uh, and that is the, uh, the cleaning tips that you find on Pinterest. Um, <laughs> I know, you know, I announced last week that, you know, I've, I've finally started Pinterest primarily because my partner at work started a board about the ideas that she was coming up with for us to redo our office with. And, um, I was like, okay, you know, it asks you like when you sign up, it's like, well, what are five things you're interested in? And I'm like, I don't know. Video game, you know, like video game, main cabinets, cosplay, and whatever else. And of course, it keeps just endless rabbit holes of finding different things. Well, anyway, yep. as I'm going through, I'm about to start another big project, hopefully, here pretty quick. Uh, probably within the next couple of weeks, I've got to really get my garage in a better situation so that I've got an actual place to work. But uh, that being said, I'm trying to wrap up a bunch of little small projects around the house, including some different cleaning projects. And um, I, I mean, I it's just things that have been kind of gone a little neglected for too long. Like um, uh, the, 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 the shower had soaps come on it. I'm like, you know, I saw this thing. I was like, Oh look, 15 interesting things to use a magic, you know, a Mr. Clean magic eraser on. I'm like, Oh, Hey, it looks like this will take soaps to come up. It does not. It sucks. <laughs> I spent an entire evening scrubbing the shower and it still had soaps done. 
not happy. On the other hand, uh, um, white vinegar is freaking awesome. Yeah, it is. So, everything. Yeah, so yes. I've started cleaning the shower with it, and uh, I actually uh, cleaned out our, uh, just kind of on a whim, I noticed there was some dark, dark murky water that was standing in the bottom of the uh, washing or the uh, dishwasher. And I was like, you know what, how do I clean this out? So I looked it up, started, you know, doing it. And like, it was like, here, run, you know, vinegar through the washing machine and then follow it up with some um, uh, baking soda. And uh, I I actually had to get in there and do a little scrubbing because it had gone a little too long without being cleaned. But uh, yeah, like I ran it again and it looks freaking awesome. It, it's, I'm like this. This is awesome. So yeah. So it's. I mean, it's like anything else. Sometimes it's hit or miss. You know. Sometimes you see these things that are like, oh yes, this is great, and it'll. You know, it's this magic thing that'll solve all your problems. And uh, like for example, we got a new couch this week, and we are getting rid of our old couches. I took one of them to my job. Like I said, we're redoing our office, and noticing, I was like, wow, that really does kind of smell kind of doggy, and it, it does have, you know, somewhat stains on it, and it's a light colored uh, uh, microfiber. Uh, and uh, I was reading it's like use straight alcohol on it and scrub it with that it, because it'll evaporate faster than like water-based other, you know, cleaners will, and it won't leave water rings. And so far, it looks like it's doing an awesome job. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, like I said, it's it's one of those rat hole things that I'm just like, please let this one work out. Because, you know, you also see recipes and stuff. You're like, that looks awesome. And, and then you, it's stupid. Yeah, you make it. And, it's and it goes or, to shit. Yeah, and you're just like, what the hell? And you're out $25 from the grocery store exactly. with nothing to show for it. Exactly. Absolutely. So, uh, Cyrus, what is your pick or pain for the week? Yeah, I've been sitting here trying to think of something. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to have I got a pass. I, I got nothing. Ah. <laughs> All right, dude. Uh, that's fine. Uh, Chris, pick your pain for the week. Um, okay. So Tuesday, my son had his first cross country meet. It was adorable. He came in. He was the last. He tripped and he tripped a little bit uh, starting. They all kind of let them go in one big long line, and off they went. And he tripped and fell. So he, when he got up, he was the last boy running. So when I was waiting for him, it was a kilometer long race. He was, I was waiting, waiting, waiting. All these boys are coming in, waiting, waiting, waiting. I'm like, did I miss him? Did, what happened? Because <laughs> these are almost all the boys. Please. And then I see him. And there he's going. Incredible. And he's stopping. And then he walked a little bit. And I just started screaming. I'm like, no, you got to run, bud. Come on. And he starts running. And, uh, and then he stopped again. I'm like, no, 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 really, seriously, let's go. You got to keep going, buddy. He came in 64th. But he was happy with that. He's like, I passed some people. And then, like, oh my what's God. Good attitude. And then I, I said, so, so what do you think you can work on for next time? He goes, run faster. I'm like, good <laughs> right. So he's got to meet next Wednesday, but it's like the countywide. He got in by default. Like, ten, <laughs> the top 10 boys and top 10 girls of each school get to go to this meet, but there's only 10 boys on his team. So oh he gets God. to go because of that. Um, and then still counts. Still counts. it still counts. It still counts. Uh, and then it's Thanksgiving this weekend. So that's awesome. And I get to stuff my face with turkey and pie and stuffing and everything Ugh. to make me feel fat. And, Hell yeah, that's a and my daughter, who can't wait to be a babysitter, was helping out today with my nephews, who are a lot younger than my kids. And she did a really great job. And my mom paid her. And then she lost a dollar. But. We'll find it tomorrow. Hey, man. 
Yeah, but she is hard. She, it was two dollars. She got two loonies. She lost the loonies, so we're gonna find it tomorrow. But she was so proud of herself, and she was really eager. She helped bathe. She actually bathed them, all three of them. And that's she, not an easy feat. No, <laughs> she loves. She loves doing it though. She's really excited to become a babysitter. She's wait till she's eleven. And when I started, I and then I get to go drive to Toronto tomorrow for more pie. My goodness, so you busy lady. Yep. Just, just on if, holidays. If that's y'all's Thanksgiving, are y'all about to start putting out Christmas stuff? Or Oh, my God. That? My mom has to wait till it's my birthday. <laughs> and then she can put up Christmas <laughs> stuff. My birthday's in November. And I'm like, just please wait before my birthday. No, it's usually November 1st. She busts out the Christmas decorations. But see, they don't, I mean, we have a break. We have, you know, Halloween, then Thanksgiving, yeah. then Christmas. For them, it's Halloween, and then, like, what, nothing until Christmas? No, we have Thanksgiving, then Halloween, and then we, Remembrance Day is important, um, November the 11th. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though it's not a national holiday or anything, it's important. And then, yeah, Christmas. So we get a good long break to let our stomachs settle and... You know. So what's Remembrance Day for you guys? Remembrance you Day, November. yeah, Remembrance Day is the the day that the um, sort of the truce was called and the war was over. Okay, I was just curious because you know our November 11th is what Veterans Day. I was yeah. just curious yeah. to see. Interesting. Yes. Can I point out the way how cute it is that after his raise, Chris went to him and was like, "So what can we improve on?" That just makes me really happy. <laughs> Like, what are we going to do next time? Instead of just being like, well, no, you were per. Just literally giving him, like, actual advice. So what could we improve on next time? What do you think we could do better? I love that. (laughs) That makes me really happy. I don't want to, like, I'm I'm not trying to, one, inflate my child's ego. You don't want to knock them down. but And I don't want to knock them down. Yeah. No, and I don't want them thinking they're perfect. So it's like that happy medium of, like, you did great. What are you going to do next time? Run faster. Tried really hard. That's awesome. Now, how are we going to do it next? But he's not it. competitive. So for him, it's just he's yeah. happy to be there. That was always me. <laughs> yeah. He's just cool showing up. Good deal. Yeah. Good deal. Uh, Laura, do you have a pick or pan for the week? Um, okay. So mine, keeping kind of with the theme, I guess, of tonight, I was really excited that, like I, I've told you guys, I'm a huge Five Nights at Freddy's. And so the, the game sister location dropped this weekend. So um, I haven't got a chance to play it yet, but it's on Steam. So I plan on going through and seeing it. And um, I follow Markiplier and I've watched him play. So I've got to see it, but I really like the game for the lore of it. I'm really hooked with that. So I was really excited that it kind of dropped a little bit early and there's supposed to be more. So yeah, that's my nothing like, you know, super exciting, but Oh, that's that was mine. I was I was excited about the Five Nights at Freddy's, you know, stuff. So, so let me ask you this real quick: Have you collected? Have you started collecting any of the toys that have come out? Are you a toy collector at all? Or no, I haven't. I've wanted to, but I'm kind of like I don't know where I would put them. And then, understand? You know, I do kind of. You know, I don't because I do kind of guard my 12 year old against that. Like, because he's, he wants to play it and stuff, but you know, I'm like, "Ah," because I know the story behind him, like I've kind of steered him from it. So I don't usually bring him to the house. If I ever do watch a video and I'm like, no, you need to kind of go away for right now. So you, because I don't want him exposed, exposed to it. So, but you know, usually like if I go in GameStop and stuff, I'm like hugging the plushies and I really want to bring them home. 
but no, I haven't yet. We've actually seen some really good um, uh, cosplay at Dude. the last couple of conventions oh. we've been at. Yes. Because um, it's, it, on one hand, you know, you, you're basically making, uh, you know, you're trying to make it look like it was, at least used to be, an you know, an animatronic bear or mm-hmm. whatever. But on the other hand, you also don't want to look great because it's supposed to be scary. Um, there was one in particular was we saw. That, no, it was Kangaroo? a wolf. Oh, I don't The wolf and like know. the eyes glue and it was Boxy. just awesome. Glue? Yeah. Okay. Glowed. Glowed. There it is. I can't brain. Shut up. I got you. <laughs> yeah, I've seen All a right, couple yeah. of foxies that are pretty impressive. Yeah, they've de- they, they had some they had some decent looking ones at uh, Classic Game Fest we were down in Austin, so Eric, I was like, a, wow, oh, that looks really cool, but I don't know what that is. Yeah, I had to explain it to her. <laughs> uh, Eric, do you have a pick or pain for the week? Not really. Um, I taught my dog how to high five. That's about my week. <laughs> okay. Um, that's all good. Um, so uh, let's. Um, as always, you can find the show on iTunes, uh, uh, Stitcher, and on Google Play. You can also watch the show, the video version, on uh, YouTube, where. It, Currently talking about possibly moving the show to a um, live format again. Um, we've had a little discussion about that. So if we do, we actually record at, uh, well, 9.30, 10 o'clock on Saturday nights. So uh, if we do that, you'd probably be able to go to YouTube and start watching it there. We will definitely announce if and when that starts happening. Um, but then again, you can also find us at our, at the website, epicallygeeky.com. You can also find us on uh, Facebook. Instagram and Twitter at Epically Geeky. Uh, the uh, at the time that this drops, the fall winter movie game is in full swing. If you have not entered yet, please do. Uh, the entries are due by this coming Friday uh, by midnight. I'm sorry, by this coming Sunday by midnight. So, uh, like I said, if you haven't entered yet, please uh, do that. Where can we find you on the internet, Cyrus Martin? Well, you can find me at uh, videogamevirus.com. Uh, it's videogamevirus.com. Or on YouTube, just look for Cyrus Martin. You'll find me, or you'll find people talking about me. Ooh. So did, you, so did you get a hold of that NX yet? <laughs> yeah, that was a fun video. That was uh, Yeah, it looked like it. <laughs> Lainey, where can we find you on the internet? Find me on Twitter, which I'm never on because I'm a horrible garbage person. Um, and uh, Instagram at it's a Laney bird. You know when you post on Instagram, there's a little button you slide I over. Know. For Twitter, right? and, I and know. I know. Just saying. I hey, know. And Lainey, if I were Lainey. smart, I would just do that. Laney, quit. You need to like believe in yourself. Quit with the I do, and sometimes I do really, really well, and then sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm just screaming into the void here. No. You know what? Screw all that. You're, you're awesome. Thanks. We I all know you. That. Everybody. Right. I appreciate that, friends. Right. <laughs> Chris, oh. where can we find you online? Uh, Instagram at Lake Life Mama. Uh, and uh, I, I see these posts for the Lake Life. Uh, what's that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a little cookie business. Yes. That. See, I'm moving to Canada. <laughs> how can we get? How can we get the cookies? Yes, but how can I get them here, wait, wait, wait. friend? 
Well, that actually costs a lot in shipping. Oh, I no. <laughs> How much exactly would that cost? I think it's like 28 bucks or something like that. Oh, I was going to say, would it be cheaper to just ship me there? Because I'm okay with that, too. That's it probably a little put, more. Yeah. <laughs> we, we would have to do it in pieces. True. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't Frankenstein me. Okay. <laughs> Laura, uh, can we find you online anywhere? Sure. I'm um, on Twitter. I think it's just under Laura Howell. I'm not sure. I don't use Twitter much. Uh, Instagram, Glitzy Howell. And then on Facebook is Laura Howell. And uh, Eric, you said you contacted me earlier and said you, you really aren't social media, right? That's fine. Uh, like I said, we we got another guy on the show. If uh, if anyone needs to contact you, I'll uh, just uh, forward the Raven towards your house. So. <laughs> Easy breezy. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> what is it that dude on uh, Game of Thrones says? I will send one of my birds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And then, as always, you can find my wacky adventures online at Optimus Gene on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and I guess you can find me on Pinterest now, too. So, <laughs> we'll see. for everyone on the site, have a good night. <laughs>